0: Welcome back to the Fins Up podcast, uh, part two. I'm not sure what happened. I have absolutely no idea. Maybe this is a sign from the heavens that we should stop podcasting, Dan.
1: Look, perhaps it is. I think Josh Hannay overheard me, because I'm speaking very loudly from my chronological location, and had us cut off, but I will not be silenced.
0: Yeah, Dan and I definitely will not be silenced. Um, no, look, you, we, we got all the good stuff in now, so let's just talk about... You know, the Warriors, we'll finish talking about the Warriors game now and again, while you and I have been off air briefly, we've again looked at this Warriors pack and the only two names that frighten me in that team are Matt Lodge and Aden Fanua Blake. So I think if we, the key to this game is containing them and if you contain them, you don't give a guy like Cody Nicarima the opportunity to play off of uh, that forward pack, and then, then we win the game, and we win it quite comfortably. So, um, the 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 one that we're not talking about the but the big loss, the big blow for the Cronulla Sharks is Chad Townsend's not playing.
1: It is, <laughs> mate. I've I've spent the last fifteen seconds when you were talking debating whether or not to make a joke based on your the players you're afraid of being Lodge and for Blake. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let that one go. So um. Yeah, Chad, Chad sucks, it would have been good to play against him I think it would have been really funny Although, this does mean that we don't have to eat crow if he plays really well Although, again, I've always said I don't care if he plays really well for another team as so, he doesn't play badly for us anymore Yeah. So I'm torn But in terms of winning this game Look, if we were down by eight And they had to go to anyone to kick a field goal It wouldn't have changed anything Chad Town's an man, so I'm not What,
0: not exactly what, what were happy. your thoughts when he went for that field goal, 18-10?
1: I thought, now being a, not a Chad fan and finding any chance I can to rag on the bloke, that he wanted, I kicked field goals against the Dragons in two consecutive games, headline, and that's why he kicked it. Turns out Nathan Brown said that he thought they were up by six. So not only is a bad footballer got a terrible beer and a horrible vlog, he can't count either.
0: Oh Well, you know, someone turned around and said that. how did he not know with the scoreboard... Uh, at the ground. That person's clearly never been to Cogra because the scoreboard there is fucking shite.
1: Yeah, look, it's, it's not much I I gotta back chatty there because um it's it's those that haven't been to Cogra, it sucks, don't go. But there's there's no video replay scoreboard thingy behind the goals like at ninety nine percent of other places in the world. And there's no big replay screen on the hill. It's just, oh, there is, but it's like on a direct, acute right angle. And Chad obviously wasn't looking at that. I don't know what he was looking at because he fucking shanked that by a mile. But, yeah, again, I think he was kicking for the uh, the romance of it. But when it went into extra time, I was convinced that prick was going to nail the match when field goal. Oh. Put his hands up and off.
0: Oh, I was kind of hoping that he was going to because it would have been the same scenario that he would have kicked the field goal in golden point that would have sunk the Dragons. Like
1: It would have been... Funny, but I'm a very petty
0: man, and yeah. I didn't want it to happen. Yeah, look, I am a very petty man, and when Corey Norman kicked that field goal, I was deliberately trolling his friends on my Facebook, who just can't resist but bite every time I put that up. Uh, any anything about him, they I know the same three people that are going to you give me a, a negative face and jump straight on there and go, oh, how many how many first grade games have you played? Doesn't matter. None. <laughs> I don't care. He's fucking shit. <laughs> um, what
1: a what a what a, um, a prize game. What a what an advertisement for rugby league. You know, it's freezing cold, six o'clock, no fans. Corey Norman versus Chad Townsend. God. If that's not the fucking battle of the titans, I don't know what is.
0: No. Um, so let's uh, let's wrap this up pretty quickly and talk. Uh, you know. Out of the Broncos' games, obviously the contentious point is we need to recruit and we need to focus on certain areas of the team. I am absolutely convinced that we need an overhaul in our forward pack now. And anyone who is starting for us next year, uh, starting for us this year, probably shouldn't be next year.
1: Yeah, they're called. Cool. needs. Our middles are borderline terrible. I think we've got decent to pretty damn good outside. Back rowers
0: But yeah We If we don't get that middle right Yeah be, I, I we, we need to be Front and centre Of the Dale Finucane Um Tour that's happening At the moment Because his managers All but said That he will be leaving Melbourne Because uh, Melbourne Aren't going to give him The years that he wanted Um Not only would I be giving him The years that he wanted But I'd be giving him The money that he wanted As well And I understand That there's a Um You know, people are saying, you know, what he's put his body through. I don't really care, you know. I honestly don't really care. Dale Finucane is playing as good now as he was when he was let go by the Bulldogs, stupidly. I don't care. I'm paying the man. I'm making sure that he's in our team, hopefully convincing him to play in the front row. Uh... There is a pretty handy front rower on the market right now who's got a bit of an asterisk next to him and has to serve an eight-week ban. But I think you can strike a pretty cut-price deal for Paul Vaughan. Now, it's going to drive opinion because people will go out and counteract and say that, yes, Paul Vaughn, he's a dickhead and you know the Raiders let him walk and the Dragons have had to cut up his contract. But he got 262 metres against that Warriors pack. And I don't think any of our boys would be able to do that. He was a late bloomer. He's a very, very handy footballer. He should have been in and around that origin squad this year. He lives down near Craig Fitzgibbon. And I think you'd get him at a very cut price deal. He doesn't want to leave the area. That's why he's never left the Dragons. And I think you get him to go to Cronulla. What are your thoughts on Paul Vaughan?
1: Now, let me preface this by saying I agree that Paul Vaughn is a humongous dickhead. I think he's a fucking spoiled, pretentious brat who has not taken his former punishments with any degree of seriousness. And I think that any team that signs him is stupid. In saying that, I would be offering the contract and taking that risk because you don't take a risk on a player of Paul Vaughan's background. Although I want to say he's never hit a woman. He's never been on these drunken benders and he's never done anything egregiously stupid. Now he's done some stupid shit, don't get me wrong. And again, I really want to put the boot in because what he did last week pissed me off as a rugby league fan because if the footy goes away, I'm in a bad mood all the time rather than just most of the time. And that's on Paul Vaughan, the fucking idiot. So that's all out there. In terms of football, he instantly becomes our best prop by a fair margin. Now, Craig Fitzgibbon's been on record as saying good people make good footballers. That's fine. He looks like he's going to build a tremendous culture. You can bring one guy who's had a couple of fuck-ups into that. You can't bring a guy who's beaten a girl or has served a multiple-year drug charge or something. That completely fucks up the culture. One bad egg, you can handle. 2016, it was Ben Barber had his season where he was an angel on the field and a demon off it, uh, on it rather. I think I fucked that up. You know what I'm talking about. That can be Paul Vaughn. Now, I Zero Tackle are going to release something tomorrow that's written by yours truly, where I suggested five places he can go, and I ranked them, and I put going back to Canberra's number one just for the pure narrative of it, and Cronulla number two, because we got $2 million worth of money. we got a starting proposition. We've got no props that... Any other opposing pack in the world would have any nightmares about now that Royce Hunt's injured, and we have a coach that has proven he's not going to take in any shit. So I think Paul Vaughn, if he can get him for 400 grand for two seasons, with something in his contract that says the second you're a fucking idiot, you go on the Tigers. I bet turning 30 with Fitzgibbon over his shoulder, picking him up and dropping him off every day and afternoon – that he soon becomes the Ben Barber story and leads us to a premiership. Now, I don't have any inside information. I'm just writing a fun story in my head. So, yes, I would sign him tomorrow. I wouldn't play him this year. I'd say, no. Nah. the rest of the year, fucking nah. Because I don't want him under Josh Hannay. As soon as Fitzgibbon comes in November 1st, Paul Vaughan, I want him there training in a Cronulla jersey.
0: I would, I, I'm going to counter that. We've got some cap to use this year. And I would be turning around to him, saying, "Right, we're going to give you a hundred grand for the rest of the year, serve your eight week suspension, because if you sign him November one, he can't play until round nine, 2022." So I would
1: be still got the eight.
0: He's got the eight weeks. So so I would I'd probably Monday next week be announcing the signing of Paul Vaughan. Because that would give you seven, seven games left in the competition. And our standard week one finals dropout would be the eight games that he wouldn't be playing. Um, so that's, the, you know, that, that's what I'd be doing you know, if I was the Sharks. Now, you're, you're right that Paul Vaughan is an astronomical dickhead. Okay, He is. And he nearly took rugby league away from us. But I get this whole theory of good blokes make good footballers. Yeah, that's not going to win you too many premierships though, okay? It's not. You might have a great culture and everyone's going to be, you know, eating fairy bread for, for breakfast with each other and giving each other a nice big hug before you go home and making sure everyone's tucked in at bed at night after they've had a nice roast dinner. But you have a look at the two, the two front rowers we're playing this weekend. I'm telling you right now, if Matt Lodge hadn't kicked a fucking door in and nearly killed a family, I would have been begging for us to sign him from the Broncos. He's an incredible footballer. If Fanua Blake hadn't been on 900 counts of a common assault against a female when he was leaving Manly, I would want to knock the Warriors off and, and take him. So Paul Vaughan hasn't done anything where he's been charged by the police. He's been questioned by them over this, you know, barbecue that he had during a lockdown and i get it it's it's a fucking stupid thing to do and you even have to have a look on rugby league outlaws you and i had to film from two separate locations Mm -hmm. but i'm taking that punt you know (laughs) I'm, i'm i'm taking that punt and if i'm fitzgibbon and he fucks up and they live three streets away from each other i'd probably drive halfway down Wollongong on the way home, and I'm like, hang on a second, Paul, I've just got to get some petrol. Can you go and pay for it? And as he goes to pay for it, I drive off and make him walk home. There's your first bit of punishment. But, man, like, it's just there. Like, Dale Finucane and Paul Vaughan are just there. They instantly turn our forward pack around. And then there's still a guy like Marty power that you can go and pick up because Manly Manly offered him to St. George this week, and you can have him this year if you want. I mean, you have a look at the, I'll give you this. You have a look at the Bulldogs who are rebuilding, have got a terrible culture. They've just had five dudes stood down from COVID and they're trying to sign Tevita Pangai Jr. Who is going to turn their forward pack around? All of a sudden, the Bulldogs get TPJ. You add that on top of Matt Burton, Josh Adokar. They've just brought in um, whoever the fuck, they, whoever else they're bringing in. They've got uh, Brent Nading coming in as well. You know, there's another club that's eventually going to be fighting us for a, a top eight spot. So there's two guys right there that instantly make us better. There's rumors about Jared Waria Hargraves as well. Now, he's not a good bloke. No, he's a horrible piece
1: of shit. But again, <laughs> he'd be quite easily our best prop forward.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't mind having the asterisks there. Good good, good footballers make good blokes, but you need one or two dickheads in there, if, you know, if you can. But, you know, Waria Hargraves is a walking suspension. I don't really know if he's done anything off the field before, but on the field, he's he's a horrible footballer. I'd hate to be playing Easy. against him. Yeah,
1: hey, couldn't
0: pay me enough to tackle the boat. Yeah, I know. So, I, I think there's a couple of um, there's a couple of you know players that we're, we're talking to and about. But there's one there's one spot that I'm really worried about, and I don't think Connor Tracy or Braden Trindle have it yet to be the halves pairing to. Match with Nico Hines. Now those two guys can be six and seven at Newtown next year, but they shouldn't be the six or seven. And I don't think either of them probably have a spot in the team next year because I'm really hoping that Cam McKinnis starts at nine, and we completely revamp our forward pack. But I think we need a halfback, and judging off one of the games this weekend, I'm I'm definitely trying to find out if Mitchell Pierce is available because he was pretty fucking good on the weekend.
1: He was good. Pierce is a, um, a two year stopgap, but he's also puts us in a better position to top four or five than anyone we've got. Yeah, look, every single week I have it like not a different opinion, but a contrasting opinion in that I still think Trindle's the best option out of what we got. I was a huge Conor Tracy fan when he came in and I love what he's done and he's 100% earned that three year spot. But he's good at everything and not great at anything. Yeah. And I just, Trindle, if Trindle's the answer next year, he's got to play every minute of every game this year. And they dropped him to the bench and they put Trindle, um, Tracy there, which to me says he's not that answer. Because if he is, he has to play every single minute in a season that, let's face it, we're not going to win the title if we make the finals. It'll only be, our, as you said, our routine bloody... Round one bounce out. So you gotta, it has to be Trindle because you need him fit and firing next year for the trials and then round one. I think Moylan getting hurt in the war, the warm up just confirmed what we all knew, that he's not the answer. But you take Moylan out and our attack falls to shit. We don't have anyone that straightens the attack and we don't have anyone who's any different in attack. Will Kennedy it took him a long time to get involved. You know, Ramian just, I don't know. I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to shop ramming around if I'm the Sharks. So I honestly... He
0: I thought like he was really good on the weekend. I thought he was good.
1: Yeah, but he does dumb shit. Like, when he made that break, instead of just running and taking the tackle, he's looking around, he loses the ball. He turns around, gets into a scrap with Tyson Gamble, isn't paying attention. They go down and score. Okay, that's not on him. But after, every time Gamble got the ball, he's running up trying to put a hit on and he's leaving his outside men. It's like once you get under Ramian's skin, he's fucking useless. And that for a player of his experience now, he's not 18 in his first season anymore. He shouldn't be making those errors. So yeah, I don't know where the fucking answer comes from with a half. I'm still hoping that please Fitzgibbon's got someone there and he's just waiting to announce it. But mate, as you said, if Pierce is available, fucking get it done because I have a feeling they're going to offer Connor um, Connor Watson a half spot to get him to stay in Newcastle. If not,
0: I'm going after Connor Watson. Fuck it. Yeah, you know, I was having a chat with our good friend uh, Special K today and I I asked, with the size of Connor Watson now, you could, you know, negotiate with the Knights to let Pierce go and then swoop in and take Watson. Put him in the centres, man. He's so quick and so strong. He could just do a job for you there.
1: He's a beast of a player. Unfortunately, he's got a bit of a Connor Tracy. must be the name. About him that he's good at so many things I don't know if he'll ever have a full time spot But mate If we're serious about getting A title in these next three years We need a superstar half To partner Nico Hines And I'll tell you now We need a fucking superstar centre too
0: Yeah I, I still think that The priority for us next year With the players who are departing Is we need to get our forward pack right For the next four years Get that forward pack Right we got Cam McInnes for four years. Go and get Dalvin Uken for four years. Go and get Paul Vaughan for two, and then you know hopefully he's not a dick, and you can, you know, keep him for another two afterwards. But go and get that forward pack right. If your forward pack can win the battle for you, there's going to be halves available. You know, Mitch Pierce is a one year stopgap because there's some pretty decent halves coming up off contract. I don't know. It's just every week I I, I seem to – I'm like you every week. I'm like, we need that superstar half or we need a center or do we put Mulatalo – you know, one of the easiest answers for me was to put Mulatalo at center and go and get Dan Tupo, but he re-signed. There's not a lot left on the market now for me to, you know, be stoked if we were to sign an outside back. And even having a look at some of the backs and centers that are being whispered at the moment – you know, we were linked with Sebastian Chris And for a week I was like Yeah, get that deal done And then you watch him And you're like ah, He's no better than Ramian You know Yeah,
1: no it's Mate, Our best bet now Is to sit tight And sign the right players Don't rush into anything And if it gets to the point Where we're sitting in Just before November Maybe you leak it You know You can't speak to players But maybe the player managers Hey, you know Like We do have a centre spot And a lot of money Just saying Just saying And then start kickstarting Those rumours I don't want to rush in and sign a, a player like, you know, who doesn't improve us tremendously on a big money just because we have the money. So I think that's really important. And I, I'm starting to get a little impatient, like most of the Sharks fan. We want more signings. But there's a lot of these players, like Finucane, you just go in and you get him. Whatever he wants tomorrow, you get it done. You know, Paul Vaughn, okay, I know he's a fucking idiot, but you just get it done. Those are what the good clubs do, and I think we really need to get one or two of those over the line quickly. And then you start... Putting in the rest And you can always You can always move players on Like feeder might retire We might move into England At half rate You know we can, we can get rid of like A Ramin who's on big money Put him to the Warriors Or something Go all we'll kicking 200k And get a better player For cheaper So You know I'm probably a bit guilty Of overreacting But Let's, let's not Get too worried Just yet
0: If you, if you can nail A cut price deal For Paul Vaughan Even if it's just For one year you Turn and go Prove to us That you can fit in Our culture Prove to us that you know you want to continue your footy career Prove to us you're not going to go and be a humongous dickhead off the field Like you've got a reputation for now And we'll look after you But if you can just snag Paul Vaughan on a one-year deal Pretty cheap You know. You turn around and go, your status is at an all-time low at the moment We'll give you $300,000 It almost offsets Andrew Fafida's massive contract And that will be the only massive contract that we have in our books next year If we can't get rid of him Because Johnson's gone, Dugan's gone, Woods is gone you know, the, the big contract players oh Moylan, he's probably gone. The big contract players will be gone. And if you get Paul Vaughan really cheap, and this is what's what Kieran said to me, if you get Paul Vaughan really cheap, you're offsetting Andrew for feeders, massive deal. And then if you can get Paul Vaughan to buy into your culture, you know, suck up to Fitzy for a bit, get get a lift to and from training so Fitzy knows that you're not having a barbecue at night. You know, you've you've got it done. You know, and then you you get him into that. You get him, give him another two years afterwards, and you've you've literally given yourself a forward pack that your halves can build a foundation of. And we've got the the most exciting player in the game at the moment in Nico Hines coming to us that wants to play for us behind a pack like that, and then you can turn around and go to someone like. Daily Cherry Evans. Well, you know, you've had ten years at Manly and won one premiership. Have a look at our team. Yeah, you know. Do you want to come play halfback over here? I I'm very worried that we're gonna throw a, a small deal to Ash Taylor.
1: Yeah, on mate, his kicking game is fucking tremendous. It's the rest that needs needs a lift. But I d I don't know, I think I think if he was gonna deliver on his potential, he would have already. I know Milford's still there, but I've completely... Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm off him, yeah.
1: No, I think that when he came back from his reserve grade stint and just continued to be disinterested, and the fact they keep picking Tyson Gamble over him says everything to me. Yeah. I think he's, forget it, not even an option. I don't care if he wants to play free. Look, Ash Taylor, if we get to November 1 and Ash Taylor's there and he's willing to pay for near minimum, then I'm looking at it. Otherwise... No, I'd rather pick out one of these halves that's starring in the under-20s, park him in the Jets and say, all right, Moylan play one more year and the next year it's all, you know, play A.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, we, we could do worse than, than Ash Taylor, as you said. We could be one of them stupid clubs that goes and gives Gareth Widdup 600k a year because he looks like he's going to be the player of the year or Aidan Caesar's about to sign for Leeds so you swoop in on him. And again, like Paul Vaughan, if you get Ash Taylor on a low-cut low, low cut deal and you've got Connor Tracy and Trindle there as well and they're all just pushing each other, it's not the worst. But, uh, man, you know, every week, every week I chop and change, but I just want to see us sign three, three forwards that... You're just going to look at it and go, I don't want to run at him. Because, yeah, I mean, even though you look at Dale Finucane, he's not big, right? And he's not intimidating. But once Dale Finucane hits you, you've been hit. And it's the same as in the NRL circles. I, I'd never really watched much of Cam McInnes. And I, I didn't think he was, you know, I just thought he was Cam McInnes. He plays for the Dragons because he's shit. But anyone who, anyone who's anyone who talks to you, they turn around and say, mate, you don't want to run at Cam McInnes because he fucking hits you under the ribs and it hurts. So you need
1: mate.
0: You know, get get him, get Paul Vaughan, go and get a big aggressive intimidator like, you know, Warrior Hargraves or Marty to Power. And just make everyone fight for their spots. Like everyone's turning around and saying, oh, but if you get all these players, what about these players? Well they're not doing anything at the moment to justify their spot next year.
1: Yes, but on, I think out of the current pack, I think only Jack Williams and Talakai have really and I don't think Talakai has played that well this year. I think last year was ten, like nine and a half out of ten. Compared to what you expect I think this year's about a four I think Jack Williams has been our, probably our best best forward yep. And I think
0: he's the only one That can guarantee him the spot so far I mean uh, statistically If you're talking statistically Our best forwards this year have been Jack Williams, Teague Wilton And Toby Rudolph Until you have a look at Toby Rudolph's missed tackle count But you know Woods and Tolman Haven't been too bad either But this is what you're talking about You're talking about a very vanilla Forward pack I want some spice, you know. I don't want my forward pack to be okay. I want my forward, you know. As I said, Paul Vaughan got 262 metres against the Warriors pack that had Bunty Afoa, Jazz Tavunga, Adam Fanua Blake, and Ben Murdoch-Masala. And he got 262 metres and was the best player on the ground. Go and get me him. Really cheap, really quick. Buy into the culture. If he turns out to be a monumental dickhead, you've only got him for a year. Yes, but
1: on. I now fortunately, Isaac Liu signed for the Titans during the week too. We thought we were going to get him. Although, I have to say, I've gone off him yeah. massively in
0: the past six weeks. Yeah, I, I, you know, the players that we've been linked with, I've actually decided to sit down and start watching them under PVL ball. I'm not fussed that we missed out on Isaac He is a typical Titans player. And you know what? he's the other typical Titans move that would happen if we were to go and jag Ash Taylor for a year, you can 100% guarantee they would go and sign Matt Moylan. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Well, they were
1: interested in, in Milford.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, and, and now today they're saying that Tyrone Peach is going to be their sixth. Like they've, they they've got, they got are a team that are just signing players with no plan. they got Tino and Fafita on millions of dollars and realise that these guys are... You know, incredibly average. So they've gone and paid, and and the money that Isaac Liu got apparently it was a three two point one deal. Like I wasn't paying no. that.
1: No, no, that's a five year. Even that is too high for him. Make the Titans. You know, we need go go and get AJ Brimson for fuck's sake. Like he just he clicked in the other day and they looked incredible. Now, Tyron Peachy, what are your thoughts?
0: I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but what's his position? If we're turning around and saying that we want to sign these big boppers, what's his position? Because I don't really want him to come in and play lock. And I don't think he's he's interested enough to play center. And between him and Nico Hines, we don't have the kicking game for him to be a six and he's probably going to want too much money to come and sit on our bench, and we've already got guys like Tracy and Trindle here. Now, if Nico Hines has got a kicking game like Sean Johnson's, then I'm probably okay with Tyrone Peachy being our ball running 5'8". But the more I think about it, the more that you've just asked me that question, I'm talking about it in my head. He's a positionless footballer, and I don't think for the money he would be the right player for us because we've got too many of them. And it's the same now I'm thinking about Connor Watson, you know, explosive electric, but he's now in his what, sixth or seventh season in the NRL. And you and I are saying, well, could he play six? Could he play seven? Could he play three? Could he play 13? Can he play 14? He could be our backup fullback. Like what do you do with these guys when we've already got your Connor Tracys and your, 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 your Trindles? So what are your thoughts on Peach?
1: Exactly what you said. As you said about the Titans, they're a team without a plan. They've signed all these players that I don't know where to put them. Tyron Peach is the kind of guy you think, I want him in the side. Ten weeks ago, he was the Titans' best player by an absolute mile. But then Tino shifted in to Locke, and Tyron went to the bench, and you barely noticed him since. He turned up in the centres and got absolutely burnt, so he went back to Locke, played really well, then played in the Six and played like shit. Now, we've already signed. A lock So We don't need him as a lock So I mean I I want Peach in the side But I For the I don't know where you play him I, I if think we're going to make Especially for big money They have to be First choice In the position we sign them for
0: I think Tyron Peachy missed a trick in his career When he didn't grow and he couldn't fill out He should have just made himself A number nine
1: Yes Oh my god yes He would have he, He'd be the Titan Starting nine now Yeah The next fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we need, like, if we can't sign players and then find any positions for them, we need to sign the player for the position.
0: Yeah. And here, here's the other thing as well it's like we've signed Ken McInnes to play lock for us, right? But if Dale Fanoukin is so caught up on the number 13 jersey, which a lot of people say he is. Every week, I would be naming Dale Finucane in that number 13 jersey. I'd be naming McInnes in the number nine and Braley in the number 14. And then on game day, I'd be like, oh, guess what, Dale? You're playing prop. ha <laughs> gotcha. You bastard. But, yeah, the- yeah, he's a, he's a middle player. Like, you know, he's he's playing prop for state of origin. As if Fitz can't turn around and go, come on, come on. There's another Sky Blue team that needs you to play front row. Come on. And I didn't realize I didn't realise how tall Dale Frenouken was until I looked him up the other day. Yeah, that that picture of him
1: where he was all fucked up with the, you know. He
0: he just looked like a giant of a man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just Oh god. He's just there. He's just there.
1: For fuck's sake, just sign him. you I'll be your best friend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, anything else you want to add to this uh, <clears throat> fine podcast that we have, done Before we uh, call it a night for a second time?
1: Uh, no, mate, I've I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed fins up after dark, and I think next time we get a little bit, we talk a little bit sexier.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> but uh, seeing that face that you've got now, I've just taken a uh, a photo of that, and I'm going to bed. So, good night, everybody.
1: Matt Moylan,
0: hail him.